Craft Beer Radio, episode 452, on January 27th, 2018. I think I almost said 16 there. Going back in time. Yeah! It's Diamond David Lee Roth in front of your steaming naked eyes. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are drinking with the beer cans. Um, <laughs> drinking with the beer, beer cans. cans. Getting the phonetics right was hard. Yeah. All right, so we have six beers. This is a couple that you've seen to have bought a couple from uh, Arizona, one uh, from East End Brewing. Yes, they had their, uh, you know, they do like can releases in batches, and one of their uh, recently released beers is Pennsylvania Handshake, which is collaboration milkshake. with them, Handshake. Oh, Handshake, but it's a milkshake IP. Yes, yes. it's a collaboration with them and Pizza Boy. So we got that one. You got a few other things. Uh, looks like we got like three hazies going mm-hmm. on tonight. And was... another black IPA edition, so. Yes. We, we, we IPA'd it up. Okay, uh, so. Let's do, let's do this New Belgium first. Yeah, so this is, uh, New Belgium, this is the one I told you about when I was in Arizona, I tried in, uh, at, uh, Tucson Hop Shop. And it, so this is, I think one of the first hazy IPAs I've seen a bottle, first of all. One of the first national breweries to do something with it. Uh, I was reading an article this morning about hazy 2017 versus 2018, and like how much it's going to grow in 2018, yeah. and um, the like the different people that are getting opinions from were, were Kenny Gold, the guy from Hop Culture that was on our show that one time. Mm-hmm. I guess he did a Juicy Fest beer festival. I wonder if that was the one at Dancing Gnome. But anyway, um, talked to him. They talked to Jim Cook. Jim, so Sam Adams is putting out a hazy IPA this year. Didn't they already? Like, uh, I don't I don't know. I, we got it, you know, FedEx to us. and Oh, no, that was that was, that was was just super fresh hop burst. No, now they're doing hazy this uh, year. So, and um, they're talking people like Alesmith and whatnot, but... Um, they were talking about how, you know, less apparently bitter, more juicy. And I just felt, and I don't want to get on a soapbox, but I felt, you know, they kind of missed the whole, uh, galaxy, um, uh, mosaic, you know, those hops, which are also less apparently bitter. I think that we tend to, I mean, since we're, we're aware of the hops, most, most people are not. So... I I understand that if they're trying to do something that's more to a broader audience, they're not going to start mentioning. Yeah, that. but I mean, they're Less talking about bitter is what you need to know, and, and right. But they're talking about like how you know West Coast IPAs are different than hazy Northeast IPAs and juicy IPAs, those kinds of things. And I just feel that you know they kind of missed an important part of evolution in there, where they came up with these hops that because I've been saying less apparently bitter for years now. Mm-hmm. You know, for those kinds of beers before haze was a thing. Well, I, I know that we're trendsetters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Voodoo Ranger is 7.5% of alcohol by volume, 42 IBU. Uh, the hops that are used are... Um, so here's what here's one for you. No mosaic in this guy. Mm-hmm. No galaxy. Citra Cascade Centennial Simcoe Nugget. Okay. Uh, malts are pale wheat, C80, and oats. Interesting thing here is the yeast. They use an American Hefeweizen yeast. Okay. What's the spice? There is none. It says India Pale Ale with spice on the... 
They ah, well, they do, they do not say that there is spice on their website. Hmm. Well, guess what? It's hazy. Cloudy straw, as you would expect. What is the spice? Now you have me wondering. <laughs> it seems almost like there's um um Coriander in there or something like that. There's kind of an Amarillo like kick to it. I know there's an Amarillo in there, mm-hmm. but it could be just Simcoe. Going right. Out. Yeah, so what are we smelling? Obviously, there's hops coming off of it. Kind of grapefruity, citrusy. I was smelling this kind of like woody type thing, and I, I closest I can come to is like a coriander. Mm. Could be. Really smooth on the body. The creamy, yeasty juicy. sweetness is really apparent here. There's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of sweetness just coming out of the yeast. Or if, if there's a spice or something that's in there that I'm not aware of, or at least that they don't tell me about. Mm-hmm. If it's if they put it on their label, right? So yeah, it's on the side here. So they have to, you know, that's probably regulation of some sort. I mean, it could be like orange peel. I get that might be spice. You know, it, I, you would. Expect to see like yeah. other ingredients or, or fruit juices or something like mm-hmm. that, not spices. It it is interesting. The if you wouldn't have told me there was a hefeweizen yeast in here, I probably would have just been saying, "Oh, it's so creamy, so creamy." But you know that I'm like kind of looking at it with a hefeweizen type lens. You can kind of get some of that mm-hmm. like banana, like a light banana. Yeah, out of it. Well, there's a there's a a neat estering note. I remember noticing because um, I I had a few of these uh, back at um, back at my place before I brought them in, and I was like, when I when I was done with one, I was like, this is a real yeasty, sweet mm-hmm. remaining yeah. note, and it was interesting. Yeah, it definitely is different than. A lot of the similar style beers, and uh, it's an interesting uh, facet of you know a rapidly evolving uh, style. Yeah, I like it. I think it. I think it works well. I think this is uh, how how long until Juicy IPA has like several subcategories? <laughs> At the rate it's going, uh, not too long. <laughs> we may already be there. <laughs> With a beer like this one, we might, mm-hmm. you know, juicy Heffa IPA, juicy chocolate IPA, juicy. Well, that's the thing is one of one of the things that that interests me about this style when I learn more about it. Not just that I love it and it's delicious, but that mm-hmm. there's so many different sort of ways that it's done, and one of them is by using different yeasts than the standard yeasts. The other one is by using oats and things like that in, in the in the grain bill. There, there's a couple. Mechanism, mechanistic things that make this uh, different, mm-hmm. as well as just the you know the fact that it's a hazy AF beer. <laughs> yeah, in that article, Kenny was talking about you know 
it all depends on your palate, like whether you can differentiate, right? Like he's like, as an example, he said, you know, I can't tell the difference between Lagavulin and Lafroig, but you know, I can tell if I drank three hazy beers blind, I could pick the Trillium versus the Treehouse versus the, you know, someone else. Um, you know, so I think it just, I just mentioned that to point out that, you know, uh, you know, you don't want to live your life drinking only hazy, but you know, once you have enough of them, you can start to see differences. Yeah. I, I've, you know, I've, I have some uh, friends who are into wine, and you know, I I like wine, but I'm not a wine expert by any by any means. But I recognize that they can be, and I I recognize certain differences, but I'm not good at it. And it's really just because I'm not trained at it. And, and with beer, we've trained ourselves right. for so long that we are good at it. And if we trained ourselves, I'm sure you can tell the difference between Lagavulin and um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he says like the, you've in the, the in the next sentence, he's like, you know. I'm sure people are, you know, thinking, you know, this is, you know, how late, how can't you not tell, you know, and I was thinking the same kind of thing, but you know, that wasn't the point. The point was, if you're not practiced in it, uh, PD scotch, like that's going to taste like a PD scotch. Mm-hmm. You, you may notice there are differences, but you wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to tell them out of the, like pick them out for sure. Like you may notice, oh, this one tastes a little bit, I'm tasting, and you can't, you may not be able to put into words what it is that you're tasting is different, but you'll probably taste that they're different in some way. But you probably wouldn't even have a preference, and you wouldn't really be able to mm-hmm. to say, "Yep, that I recognize the Lagavulin." Right. But Lagavulin's so good; <laughs> you really should know the difference. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's do the Pennsylvania handshake. This okay. one is different because while this one is hazy, it's not East End's hazy IPA. That's called partly cloudy with like a Pittsburgh. So uh, back when I was growing up, there was a TV weatherman, Joe DiNardo, grew up in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh accent. And one of his, you know, Pittsburgh is a very overcast city. So partly cloudy, chance of showers. So they have two beers. They have partly cloudy. And Chance of and the small beers, Chance of Shires. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, this was provided to us by East End. Yes, thank you, East End. Seven percent alcohol by volume, uh, made with lactose, sugar, nectarines, apricots, and peaches. Yay! Yikes! That's a lot of stuff going on in there. Yep. So this is. It's more, it's more like one of those. You remember when we had like rad? I was from thinking. I was just going to say more like it's a It's more like for... a cocktail type thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, I'm going to go for it. That is. It's murky. <laughs> it's downright murky. You know, frozen orange juice concentrate. <laughs> smells kind of similar too. Very juicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of a lot of rosemary. I mean, it's a lot of fruit juice. So. To not get fruit juice would be kind of a surprise. Yeah, it's I would you know not knowing that what all the like stone fruits that were put into it, I would say it's a slight bit pineapple-y on the aroma. You know, pineapple juice, something like that. Well, I just met, read them. Did you were you not paying attention? I'm saying if I hadn't oh, okay. known what to look for. Did you notice? Did I notice? That's the first time I've seen it. The independent level? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been using them for a while. I have not seen it on I'm any. I'm not sure if we've had it. Oh, this one, they. There you go. Oh, Borderlands has it how too. How about that? 
So when you go into the flavor of this one, it has a little bit lighter body than the Voodoo Ranger did. And it has starts off with almost like a vanilla, like creaminess, almost like a melted milkshake. And then, you know, the first sip was a little bit fruity. I've had this is not my first can of Pennsylvania handshake, so I expect like I kind of I think I know where this is gonna go, but for the first sip, it really is just like just a little bit pithy, a little bit a little bit of fruitiness. Lots of lots of fruit juice, very Rattler, mm-hmm. like much more of a cocktail thing. Kind of resembles a hazy IPA, and mm-hmm. I, I would see why somebody might in a lineup confuse it. Yeah, for one, but it, it, but you, if you're good at you know, if you're good at picking out, you, you sort of start to realize it's almost a little too juicy. Yeah, if you look for, it, you can find the hops. They're coming across um, almost. I mean, compared with all the like fruit juice, they almost seem a little bit floral. Uh, There's also lactose sugar in here, so mm-hmm. I wonder if that's playing a role in that floral bit. Right, a little bit of extra milk sugar. Yeah, yeah it could. There's a little bit of like guava, you know, kind of like those tropical mm-hmm. fruits. That's what I'm tasting now with like the hop flavor. This really kind of like guava is really where I'm landing. I can't even really say because there's so much fruit juice in here mm-hmm. that, I mean, nectarines, apricots, and peaches, that yeah. could. I'm with you. I'm with you. If you if you look like on top, on top of the whole thing when you're drinking, you kind of think that's a little more. You know, tradition like it fits in line with like you know our hop library as opposed to you know the more citrusy, tropical, or I'm sorry, mm. citrusy type parts. Yeah, so if you're looking for hops that de- deliver this sort of thing, then yeah, you're in the line of Galaxy, maybe Motueka, uh, some of the mm-hmm. the New Zealand stuff is yeah. going to get you closer to this than anything else. What do you think? I think it's, you know, as like a cocktail, like one of those beer cocktails, yeah. I think it's pretty drinkable. Uh, Heather digs it. She's been dipping into my stash. That's good. I'm, I'm, I mean, she's evolved. She likes more things, yeah. She likes uh, hazy IPAs in general. Th- this is a one of the things that might be, you know, that, that, that a lot of people who don't like hazy IPAs are discounting or maybe discounting is that it's a great entryway into craft beer for yeah. people who would not necessarily because they're you know oh I hate IPAs oh I've had an IPA mm-hmm. it's bitter oh I'll, I'll just drink the, the porters and the dark stuff but no here you go and and it's something that you, you can get them on a different train yeah. and get them to recognize those flavors such that when they do go in a bitter direction they're more prepared for it, and they'll start no, liking you're it. You're right, you're right. It's definitely uh, could be uh, considered a decent gateway into IPAs for people who aren't so inclined mm-hmm. at the outset. You know, and like Heather's come a long way. She she likes Headhunter. I mean, how can you not? It's yeah. delicious. Yeah, but, but it, that's still that that's still a beer that lots of people would be like, like my mother would say, "Oh no, way too bitter," and yeah. Heather would probably have been way too bitter before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imperial Stouts are home, though. That's she still lives in the Imperial Stout town. 
I understand. <laughs> but, man, sometimes I just want to leave home. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sometimes I just got to get out. <clears throat> That's the Pennsylvania handshake. I love the logo. I love how it's the outline of Pennsylvania and like two hands. You know, I just think it's, <laughs> it's a really cool design. It's kind of like low res. It's almost like, you know, um, you know, like, like, you know, eight um, bit video game type style, just a bit. Where do you want to go next? Uh, I want to go to the farmhouse. Okay. So you brought this one? No. No. Did oh. I? Or maybe I. It had the, the sticker on top. Chicago's from Chicago, so. Maybe, I don't I, know, maybe, maybe, you know what? Or I, I, I was at Whole Foods. Maybe I bought it at Whole Foods. Okay. Like, that's where I got I do not recognize that one. And, and of course, it's, it's a bottle, right? I wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I must have picked it up at Whole Foods. Off color brewing, Apex Predator. So, off color. <laughs> called off color brewing, all their labels are black and white. <laughs> are they? Looks like it, okay. yep. Uh, let's see, Apex Predator, 6.5% alcohol by volume, 35 IBUs. The mouths are pills and flaked wheats. Hops, crystal, and sterling. Uh, secret techniques, free rise fermentation, and prey selection. <laughs> Don't know what that means. I guess that means there's an open fermentation or something. They say, we pitch the yeast cold, turn off the temperature control, and then and yet the and let the yeast do its thing. Uh, they were delighted by what it turned out. Here's how they describe the QR code: This ugly thing has a purpose. We mean it. Zap it to find out. <laughs> All right. This will be the second week in a row. I really like that, how the camera has a QR code. Openoffcolorbrewing.com. Just the website? Jerks. No, it is oh. the it is about this beer. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Crystal hops, honey malt. So I get more information here. Cool. There you go. It's the CBR. Jeff Gregg scanned this code. Oh, wow. There's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Talking about esters. Uh, additionally, each ester is different threshold level humans can perceive. For example, ethyl acetate is the most common ester in beer, but has a threshold of around 30 parts per million. To add a slightly fruity aroma, to add a slightly fruity aroma, to a strong nail polish aroma in a beer. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Glad we scanned that QR code. Well, Ethel hexanoate will give an apple or anise aroma to beer in as little concentration as 200 parts per billion. This info there, that that's a cool QR code. I dig it. Nice. They swear. Ooh. There is uh yeah, this one There's has coming out of this one. I had the top of the bottle. No, it, smells, it, 
Mine smells more floral and vanilla-y. And... Okay. Let's do the blendy blend. I think yours smells a little, little more rustic than mine did. There you go. Bottle sir. stratification rears its head. Yeah, this says less. The rustics is still there, but it's mm-hmm. less full on on mine. A little fruity notes, but there's definitely a rust that you know, uh, dirty, dusty note. Okay, yeah, for me, and maybe you know, maybe you're still leaning towards the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, for me, I'm getting something that reminds me of um, blossoms. You know, um, banana blossoms, something along those lines, where it's flowery and banana y. Kind of dusty pollen. I can see that. I can put myself in that position and, and, and think of the smell in that way. But I'm still getting something that's a little leathery as well. Under the flavor, there's a little bit of tang in the flavor. Not quite lemony or lemongrass, mm. but it's, again, it's kind of a... Kind of a sweet, oh, it has a sweet aftertaste on the malt, but it starts out a little bit sweet with a little bit of tang. The esters are playing in there as well. It's very estery beer. I mean, I'm glad they're talking about getting esters. getting spicy, kind of potent, kind of, yeah. uh, um, what is this spice that I'm thinking of here? Um, starts with a C. Cardamom? Yes. Kind of cardamomy. Yeah, cardamom. Not card daddy. Cardamom. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that you might still have the spicier half of the beer than I have. I don't, I didn't just take a sip out of your glass. Yeah. Slightly. Mine has a little more vanilla banana to it. Yours mm. is a little more peppery. Hmm. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I think that there's. Really good character here. Uh, f- a really full mouthfeel too. I mean, it's at six point five point five percent, so it's it, it's it's coming with you know full holes barrel. Mm-hmm. You. It's not uh, not trying to be weak in any way, uh, but it's it's all the flavors are nice. Uh, the they're they're interesting to to explore as well. Yeah. Yeah, this one's interesting. It's it, it's it's good. It's not really where I like to see a farmhouse. I want something a little bit drier, mm-hmm. you know. But aside from that, I'm I'm digging where it's at. It's um, quite drinkable. A kind of some kind of some kind of orchard in bloom, but you know, like a banana orchard in bloom. I can't say I've ever been yeah. to one of those. So I you know <laughs> I can only imagine what that smells like. Yeah, I'd say it's a it's a good example of a farmhouse. It is not. Like a spectacular example of a farmhouse, mm-hmm. uh, it, it has a lot of qualities that I like in a farmhouse. But it it feels the reason it just it 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 doesn't get a blue ribbon for being in first place or anything. You know, it's just it's a good example. It's uh, there's that, and then there's like okay, so let's like start taking parts. Like let's take the kind of the banana heffa that the Voodoo Ranger had, but put in like cardamom instead of coriander and a wit beer you know and then give it a little bit of more dustiness to it you know that's kind of where it's landing mm-hmm. if you can dig my yeah description. I, I guess the, 
it, you know, it's using a lot of different markers to draw, mm-hmm. but it's using the really thick ones. So, yeah, okay. yeah. so the definitions aren't quite as, as pronounced as they could be. Right. This is Apex Predator from Off Color Brewing. Let's do this black IPA next. Well, first, oh. <laughs> something's still playing in the background there. First, let's listen to some Van Halen. <laughs> uh, we forgot to do this last week, so might as well do this now. Uh, we let him get new microphones. That's something we want to get. Yeah, we probably should buy a couple. MXL microphones. However, the one that I thought was broken today turned out to be the thing. Yeah, not broken. Uh, but still, it'd be good to have. I mean, we, we already lost one. Yeah. So, hey, uh, you can support us by going to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon whenever you want to shop for something online. Uh, assuming that you would shop on Amazon. I mean, if you want to go to Alibaba, then there's nothing we can do about it. But if you I want should, to. Get, I should look into it. Yeah, if, you, if you want to get something. Uh, on Amazon, uh, go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon. You'll be taken to Amazon, do all the shopping you would normally do, and then some percent of that money, instead of going into Jeff Bezos's pocket, goes into our pockets. That's all. You're not paying any extra. Yep. Buy some new microphones and beer. beer. Lots and lots of beer. Yeah, the uh, Arizona beers were paid for on the... Well, they will be paid for on the CVR yes. docket. Jeff was busy this week. I was busy. Actually, I, I don't think I saw your receipt, so you have to resend it to me. That's that's accounting that uh, doesn't need to be on the show. Uh, yes, thanks everyone for who you know was conditioned to say, hey, it's Amazon time. Let's go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And if you're not conditioned, consider this part of your conditioning. Yes. Because it sure is helpful and just takes a little bit of behavior change. So you brought back some Firestone Walker. We don't get Firestone Walker here in That's why I brought it back. Well, Western I mean, Pennsylvania. That and it was fresh. Then yeah, it was fresher than it was. Leo versus Ursus. So obviously there's a uh, there's a constellation thing going on. Uh, right? Also, the Firestone Walker label is a bear and a lion, though. But yes, yes, but. Which probably is also related to because this is, I mean, I mean, who probably? Uh, anyway, there are three parts of this there's Wookus, there's Fortum, or four parts. There's Fortum Adversus Infernus and Wookus. This is the Wookus version. Uh, Wookus is available for a limited time after which it will yield to the next offering. So they're going through right. various different versions of, of this label. Wookus. It's co- I, I guess the, the best analogy would be something like um, uh, Stone's uh, Drink Buy or right? So they yeah. just Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah, the, the normal Firestone lo- logo has a, a lion fighting a bear, and they're both up in fisticuffs. And uh, this label has a take on that. Hey, look at that. We've got two lions on the show, because the Apex Predator was a, had a lion on the logo. 
8.2% alcohol by volume, and I don't have any other information about the beer other than it's a black IPA. It's very black. An imperial black IPA. Not getting any highlights from it. It pours with a kind of a tanned, thick head. Um, more heady than most ipas But, you know, maybe because of the... You know, dark beers, like the the proteins and stuff that's in a, you know, roasted malt kind of helps head retention. That probably keeps this head, look, you know, it's been a few minutes and look how thick the head still is. You gotta check your chronometer a few minutes. (laughs) It's been maybe a minute, 15. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Pedantic. It's pedantic. That's what I tried to say. Man, was I slurry last week. Holy cow, was that a, was that a mess. I just, you didn't appreciate me being pedantic about the word pedantic? Because I did. <laughs> I do. But, you know, I haven't had anything to drink yet today. But, man, last week, not so much. <laughs> last week was a mess. I feel bad about it. Slightly embarrassed. I, I thought last week was a good show. But yeah, you were kind of lit at the end. <laughs> so my my nose isn't working all of a sudden. Like it, like this beer like feels smells like barely anything. Like what are you getting on it? Very hoppy notes. A lot of kind of piney hops. Okay. And that ride may be coming through a bit on the aroma as well. It's definitely coming through the flavor. There's a lot of spiciness on here. Not, I'm trying to get to see if there's roasty here, and I guess there is a bit. Uh, I don't know if there's enough to justify the the black IPA gimmick. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, I guess I'm smelling something that's kind of been across kind of kind of like a smooth citrus tropical, I guess, and then you know something that's a little. Almost like, no, like I'm trying to think. It like it makes me feel like Schwartz beer, but it doesn't have that kind of like crustiness, like that, like that bread crust to it or anything like that. It's not not quite rich enough in the in the malt. I'm, this one is really confusing my nose, so I'm going to move on into my tongue. Um. Taste a, yeah, I mean, so this is a double up, black double IPA. It has a lot of grapefruit in the flavor. the The finish does get a little bit toasty, toffee, cocoa. But the, for, the beginning of the flavor, when it's in your mouth, you're not getting anything that indicates that it's a dark mm-hmm. colored beer. You know, it's almost like you know when Stone first put out their Carafa. Yeah, yeah, the I, what was it called? That beer, the the one that was an optical illusion, right? The the first black IPA where it didn't taste like a stout, but right. looked like a stout. Kind of get a lot of that up front, and then towards the end, you're getting a little bit of the um, little bit of toasty toffee in there. This is the first beer of the night to feel kind of boozy to me. The first one, or or it's the first point in the night where I'm starting to notice the booziness. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maybe six of one half dozen of the other, if you think about it. But um, it's strong. I mean, it's at seven percent. It's up there, and 
Seven point something, right? Eight point two. Eight point two. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of beer in here. Um, it's a little, a little, a little too phase twoy for. I mean, not for my taste. I like it fine. I'm not like disliking it, but I'm wondering if, for my sobriety for the show, mm-hmm. if it's better if I just not drink it. Because I'm not like. Man, I gotta have the flavors on this. Right, I, I like how bright the hop flavors are, and how bright the fruit is. So it's neat that the the black part doesn't detract from that. Is that the reason to make a beer, though? You know, it's like I'm not sure I've ever really got why people do black IPA. Well, as this is just one of a series, mm-hmm. I can get it because it's just coming out as a series and you're not going to make it again. Right. So I'll give him a little bit more leeway. You know, this is not like, this is our new offering. It's like, here's an experiment we're throwing out there and that's cool. Does This doesn't say anything about like blending or anything like that, does it? it the The information here is really, really minor. I'm not getting much information at all. Because so. Firestone is a brewery who often almost always goes to the tool of blending right so you could imagine i'm trying when i'm tasting this i'm trying to figure out like okay so did they brew like double barrel ale or you know a similar double ipa and then you know blend in a little bit of um you know one of their porters or stouts or something like that I i don't think so because the porter flavor is pretty minimal but that's kind of what I was expecting, you know. With you know, especially when you have you know bear versus lion, right? You it almost sounds like they're blending two beers there, together. Okay, but. there might be because here, I mean, in going through the the note or the marketing speak here, uh, Wookie Jack Ancestry. That's right. I'm like I was trying to think. Don't they have a beer with Wookie in it? I just uh-huh. couldn't think of it. Uh. With next generation attitude and amplified hop and aromatics and a bit of rebellious dankness, the revolt is a beer that blends the familiar with mm. the ferocious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're all you know, all about blending, and I and I think it's often a great way to go. You know, because then you can. I got them. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll pour it back in here so you can have some. Um, because while I don't think it's bad at all, I just, it's not worth my severity for the mm-hmm. show. No problem. Greg no want the walkers. They bet my walkers. <laughs> That's the neat thing about cans. You can pour the beer back in. It is, yeah. I mean, you can do that in a bottle, too, but it's just hard. You <laughs> have a really good aim. Yeah. Or a funnel. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Technology. So, why don't we go for the ch- the cake? Okay. This was a beer uh, in Tucson Borderlands. This is German chocolate cake. You want to rinse your glass to make sure you're... I did. Okay. It's still very foamy. I just don't want you getting wokus in your German chocolate cake. <laughs> I'll rinse it again. I would not want to get my wokus in the cake. That's bad news. <laughs> it's very impolite. Uh, 7.3% alcohol by volume. Don't pour a lot up for me. Uh, 
infused with all the goodness of praline pecans, cocoa, and sweet coconut. Okay. So, all right. So, hmm. So they're in Tucson. They are. I don't recall having Borderlands on the show before, so this might be a for a rookie. Um, holy cow! Yeah, that smells s- smells like chocolate peanut butter to me, though. I'm not getting like from the aroma. It smells like peanut butter powder. Like it doesn't really come across like German chocolate cake with coconut and all that other stuff. I'm trying to remember if Borderlands was the one that uh, there was a little. Brewfest, like a mini brewfest, they had the little okay, things, and, okay. and one of the guys from from the brewery was there, and he was playing off how great his peanut butter porter was, and lots of neophytes were going there. I love it, and I was like, "This is," I mean, I didn't want to say so in front of him, but I was like, "This is god awful." Uh, <laughs> but when you smell this, do you smell that? Or it's like yes. coming across like peanut butter powder? Yes, I do. Quite. Under the flavor, I'm not tasting peanut butter. I'm tasting vanilla. I was hoping for some good coconut, but I'm not getting the coconut. There's the peanut butter. Definitely peanut butter in this beer. It's a big punch in the in the tongue, right? I mean, they're they're really going right at the sort of sweet receptors on your tongue strongly. Mm-hmm. With a bit of sort of you know dark cocoa bitterness around it, but it's very gimmicky. It's a real um, a real non-starter for me. Yeah, because it's just like okay, I get what you're doing. Uh, I could reduce this and turn it into something better, like a sauce. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's worth. It's a it's a sweet thing. It's real sweet. The flavors that are you know coming off of this thing are you know just like your run of the mill peanut butter porter. The coconut. What else is supposed to be in this coconut? Pecans. Well, at least on, on, the, on they they just say coconut chocolate porter, but I guess they said something about pecans in there. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in there, but it's it's. Just plays gimmicky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, good thing we have a seventh beer out. <laughs> well, there's nothing. We can still judge this beer. There's nothing wrong. We with can, it. but we also didn't drink it, so we have sobriety left for an extra beer. True. Then you have to wash that. What are you going to do? Let it just sit on the table and dry? You can use tissues for that. No, I guess. Uh, Mm. There was a little spill, and and Jeff cleaned it up with his... We have towels on our uh, table, so it doesn't make a lot of noise. Yeah, kind of to insulate the glass noise from hitting the table. Excuse me? All right, so let me find out some information on this beer before you... Oh, this is... Oh, Oh, you want to do the soulmate, or you want to do the white Russian? Um, let's do the White Russian. Okay. So, Jailbreak. They sent us all those beers. I said the last beer was the last one, but no, this is the last one. Okay, I, got, I did have another one. Uh, coffee Creamy Off, 5.5%, 13 IBU, maybe another gimmick. So, we'll see. 
it's it's not brown. That's interesting. Well, it's a white Russian. Good point. <laughs> Good point. And it's all about the Big Lebowski. On the bottom of the can where it has the date, it says the dude imbibes eleven three seventeen. Alright, yeah, so this beer pours a golden. It looks kind of like a Hellas. It's very clear. Big coffee notes on the aroma. A little bit of like a yeah. vanilla, cocoa-y thing. Well, you think like a white Russian one. That's Klua and... I don't even know, but it's... Klua's coffee liqueur. Right. I think it's vodka, right? Because it's Russian, so mm-hmm. it's vodka and coffee liqueur and milk. And or cream, probably, right? And cream. Milk, I mean, yeah. Uh, 5.5%, 13 IBUs. Back, uh, in, back in the day when I was going to the clubs, I'd drink white Russians. Uh, ceremony roasters roasted the coffee. Okay. There's just a bit of that, like, some coffee can get a little kind of jalapeno note. Yeah, yeah, there's a peppery note coming off of this beer. Well, that's kind of interesting, right? Because it's a white Russian cream ale. And the, the cream ale character actually carries through. You get a little yeah. bit of that, maybe not cracked corn, but... You know, a little bit of cornbread or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coffee cream ale, not white Russian cream ale, because white Russian cream ale doesn't make sense. But, but coffee cream ale. Yeah. Just, just to make sure that yeah, it does, sure. To, uh, people understand. Right, but I wasn't expecting yeah, the, cream ale. Yeah, right, because you think... I was expecting a creamy <laughs> ale, you know, lactose, mm-hmm. as opposed to cornbread. And I think the the kind of cornbread character in here is really cool, and it's working. It's interesting. It, it's it's a different take on on the cream ale, and and yeah, I think you're right that this isn't this probably isn't the best sort of like our kind of we love it cream ale base, but it does work it's with the coffee. Than, it's better than many. Yeah, and it might be that the cracked corn may not work as well with the coffee as as a, as a subtler. Mm-hmm. Um, a slightly sweeter version. Right. Huh. This is not the beer I was expecting in this mm. can. It's good. I was ex- I was still expecting a stout in this can. Yeah. I know it says white Russian. I was still expecting a imperial coffee vanilla <laughs> stout. I like your cornbread thing. Because there, there is vanilla beans in here, so there's vanilla okay. added to it. I like a cornbread thing because I'm thinking of like a jalapeno cornbread, mm-hmm. and I'm getting yeah. those flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's that really thin crossover between coffee yeah. and pepper. So here's the interesting thing. So the last one was a gimmick, and this is gimmick, but this gimmick works. Mm-hmm. And the last one was just sort of an assault. Yes. And this gimmick works in in. In some ways, because it's a lot more restrained, because it, they're... It's exactly the word I was going to yeah. throw out. Yeah, this one has, this one exercises restraint. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> the dude abides. 
I mean, it's an over top. It's an over the top character, but mm-hmm. you know he's able to. You know, it's a restrained character. It doesn't get. You know, it's not he's like it's not like guy. two wild and crazy guys. Mm-hmm. Well, that's John Goodman's character. He's an unrestrained mm-hmm. one. So yeah. They're in Laurel, Maryland, as we've talked about before. Um, they mentioned this contains dairy. Probably some lactose sugar in there, then. Probably, yeah. Hmm. Pretty neat. That's the uh, White Russian. Yeah, I jailbreak. I liked the first couple of sips. It seemed like the cream ale, the malt, the corny, the cornbread character was more potent. As I drank it, I got more of the vanilla, and the white Russian, yeah. the coffee vanilla thing. I, I really liked that cornbread, that grit up front. Yeah, you. I think it's good for one. You might get sick of it if you bought like a six pack. <laughs> you spread them out. Unless you love white Russians, right? I mean, who knows. All right, so our final beer of the night is from Evil Twin. <laughs> this is where, is it? where do I have it? Somewhere on here. Soul Made. Um, I got no info other than a seven percent alcohol by volume, but it looks like a hazy IPA. It's pretty much what it is. I had this, and I, I, t- I told you I had this one, and then I had the Nasty Trunks. Nasty Trunks is okay. You know, it's kind of a hoppy goza, IPA goza, sour sour IPA, something like that. It's okay. You know, that's what I, like, it's a super small microcosm, but uh, over this, like, past two weeks, I've seen more and more sour, like, goza IPA blends. Like, like, keep an eye out and see if you, you know, agree with that observation, or maybe it's just you know. I saw something Goza related that was that struck me, but I forget what it was. Um, damn, if I can't, if if I, yeah, I can't remember. But it was like, oh, I can see why people would be interested in that. I'm kind of over my Goza phase, mm-hmm. I, just because I haven't had one that really hits me like the Westbrook did, and. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, maybe keep, I had one or two, but most of them just felt like just make a Berliner Weiss instead. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but keep an eye out. I think that there might be like a signal to noise ratio where people are starting, hey, goes is popular, IPA is popular. Let's jam those things together. Uh, so this smells the the first smell. I was like, this is juicier than the Pennsylvania handshake. <laughs> More orangey though. Yeah, this one. Yeah, I would. I would say orangey. It has a um, has a bit of a. Ooh, there's some dank. There's some. There's some Dord. I missed you, Dord. <laughs> Not so oniony, right? Just a little, little Dordy. Mm-hmm. It also smells like you know. The, there's that, like, you know, from a juicy IPA, hazy IPA, kind of that oat type character. How it carries through in that, you can kind of, that's kind of coming out in the aroma as well. Yeah, 
So this one pulls a little more bitterness through than yeah. a lot of the of its competitors do. It it also has a nice kind of orange type juice type flavor to it. You know, the it's a little bergamot like. I mean, there's a lot okay. of orange yeah. like oil in it. It's uh, a good call, yeah. And when you think of the orange oil, like the aftertaste kind of kind of lines up with that. Yeah, a little a little bitter. There's a little kind of like an Amarillo note in there, so I'm thinking that maybe something like I don't think Chinook's in there. I think Amarillo. Maybe it's probably Simcoe. Yeah, probably Simcoe and some other contributing factors. I I think there's probably something tropical in there, just giving it a balance and it'll touch a galaxy or something like that. I would say there's probably uh, if there's a touch of anything tropical, it's probably mosaic. I don't think they're going... I, okay. I don't taste galaxy in here. It doesn't taste bright I'm enough. getting a little bit of guava. And so, yeah, there's the... There's a little bit of that dankness, right? You know, so I would like, say, like, Simcoe Galaxy. You know, so... Because I'm getting that dankness. I'm getting a touch of guava. And then the bitterness is more apparent. And then it's playing in with that kind of smooth malt character and, and the odiness Uh this is a again talking about nuance. This is kind of like a throwback hazy IPA, yeah. right? Because it's bringing some some serious phase two Simcoe type character into the haze. I'm going to say citrus centennial Simcoe, possibly mosaic, but I think that's that's what I'm that's what I'm tasting here. Okay, now you say citra, yeah, sure, I, that could be in there. I won't disagree. And maybe a little amarillo too. Not bad. Um, we've had better, we had a better one on the show. So. Okay. Time to rank. Well, I know it goes in last place. German chocolate cake is the top beer, baby. (laughs) Would you like to go? Yeah. All right. So it's having a place, of course, the Borderlands, uh, a gimmick that did not work. In sixth place, I'm gonna put the Wookus. Uh, I just, I get it. I and I'm glad that they're playing. Um, for a couple reasons, it just was not, you know, and, and there was nothing wrong with it. I think it was it was uh, decent enough. And if it was like, if it was the first or second beer, I would have drank the whole thing. But it, at that point in the show, it just felt like. At eight percent, I wasn't getting the, enough out of it to continue to drink it. Uh, so, but it's still available, and you know, Jeff, you can have some of that later because it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to put the East End. Good kind of Rattler. No, what? No, I'm going to change that. I'm going to put the off color. I'm going to put the uh, the. The saison that had some interesting stuff going on, but a little too, um, a little too colored outside the lines, a little too like big and 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 mm, punchy. Uh, then I'm going to put the. I'm going to put the. I guess I'll put the jailbreak next in fourth place, because even though I think it was it was good, like I said, I mean after a bunch of those you'll probably get sick of it um but a good gimmick 
I like a good gimmick. Uh, then I'm going to put the Pennsylvania Handshake from East End, which was a nice Rattler. Had some good notes to it, but it didn't strike me as as well composed as the other two. And I'm going to put the Evil Twin in second place, uh, which makes the New Belgium the first place beer. Okay. I really like that yeastiness, that, that sweetness. It was neat. It was a neat take on it. Uh, yeah, Borderlands last place. It just tastes like, uh, you know, peanut butter stout, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> going to put... Um, let me see. Yeah, I'll put the Firestone Walker in, in sixth place. It w- it was fine, but again, it's it's, it's a black IPA, black double IPA. I, mm-hmm. I've never met a black double IPA that is like, oh, that's why they put black in your double IPA. We've had a few that were like, oh, okay, there's some roasty notes there, it's something, but it never better. It, ne- than... it never got over the hump of man, I got to have more of this. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to put. Yeah, I'll put the off color in the same spot you put. So we're we're basically matching so far. So that would be what fifth place, the off mm-hmm. color. Uh, I would have liked to have seen something a little bit more drier, a little bit more uh, rustic and um, farmhousey than it was. But it had some neat things. You know, the whole banana orchard thing was neat. And then you know we're gonna start to diverge here a little bit. I think I'm going to put. See, I'm gonna put the New Belgium all the way down in fourth place. <gasps> I know competition is getting tough, but um, so the New Belgium was neat. The the kind of creamy Hefeweizen thing that was in there was is neat to taste. I don't think I liked it as much as like how other applications, like for example, the Evil Twin. You know, it brought back a lot of that Dord from phase two that oh, that works for me i'm gonna put the white russian in third place it could have been an easy second if the cornbread stayed stayed with mm. it but the cornbread got washed out by the vanilla kept going but that was neat i liked how that one was like not a gimmick, not a joke, and it, it was a gimmick. But it was well, it was a well done gimmick. Sure, I wouldn't. It wasn't, you know, yeah. just you know, put a turd in a can and yes, right. Like the other one, <laughs> like the border. I'm gonna put the Pennsylvania handshake in second place uh, from East End. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> little Jeff had something to little say. Little about Jeff that. disagrees. <laughs> Uh, this one is neat because of the fruit juice and everything. But yeah, I, I would... They call it a milkshake IPA. To me, it doesn't really have kind of like this like super uber creaminess that, you know... And I'm not sure I've had another beer that actually coined themselves a milkshake IPA. I would want something a little bit, you know, like melted cream milk a little bit a little bit more like that this one seems more like a a beer cocktail like you said a rattler or a shandy something like that you know and that's not that's not an insult i mean you know we've had some really 
intense, aggressive, you know, Rattlers and things like the one from Six Point. And this one's up there with that. And then the Soulmate. Um, I just like how it kind of took two... It's a bridge between two styles of IPA to me. It has the Juicy Hazy. It has the Simcoe thing. It, it ties in a little bit of Tropical. I... While it's maybe it carries some of that apparent bitterness that you know other ones don't, I just kind of like how it kind of is a bridge for me. Hmm. All right. Well, you know what that means. It's the end of the show. I thought we were going to get some more Van Halen. I wanted to hear what Van Halen song you had queued up. No. Now go with the monkeys. Thank you everyone for listening to Craft Beer Radio. And uh Hold on. Then I saw her face. I was a uh, I'm glad I'm not slurring and unable to finish the show like last week. I apologize for that. I hate when that happens, but you know. Best laid plans. It was entertaining, my friend. It was entertaining. That's good. Thanks everyone for listening. I didn't to... have to drive. I mean, I know, but you know, <laughs> people probably love when Jeff gets wrecked. <laughs> I just that's not my thing, you know. Like at least not on the show. That's not the thing I want people to don't portray. Love when Jeff talks about himself as a third person. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, Twitter is the best way at Craft Beer Radio at Jeff Bear at C B R G R E G. And we have uh, email too at uh, that would be not at that would be beer <laughs> at and then there's the at craftbeerradio.com. Yeah. They put the darn at in the middle, and uh, that's about it. Get out and just do your monkey dance here. Ooh, ooh, ee.